Hello, citizens. It's Dr. Phil, and if I'm coming to you at the beginning of this episode, you know something has gone wrong. Although, unlike most weeks, it wasn't myself forgetting to upload the actual file, thereby leaving the placeholder in, in the queue, meaning you'd hear that and then email Sean to say, hey, you forgot something. It's not my fault this time, so good for me and my reputation. Unfortunately, it may be that Sean's computer has exploded so to speak. So we do not have a new show, which is a bummer. But the good news is we have an oddly seasonal show from last summer, which kind of doesn't make sense because it's sweater weather. And, you know, I'm in my grandpa's sweater handing out Werther's originals and all that. But last summer, there was a burgeoning trend in Japan about haunted houses. And uh, it seems to actually be coming to fruition now where uh, many people doing scare acting are looking for new and, and exciting ways to, to make people poop their pants. And uh, it seems like this is the time of year where it's a little spoopy. So we'll play this episode for you. So enjoy episode 134. It's fluffy time. And remember, until we're uh, not live because it's always recorded, but until we're more recently with you, yes, we do still love you. Hello from the past. And it seems it seems bizarrely straightforward, doesn't it? You can say that again because this is the whip around. There it is. And we're here. In full force, and uh, I'm Sean Hayes. Over there, you can't see where here is, but just trust me that it's over there. Is my pal, Doctor Phil Laporta, who's there? And I'm here. <laughs> and here's here's a little sneak peek at this episode. <laughs> Phil, what's the word that we were using to describe uh, that we ended up landing on to describe this episode? Fluffy. It is. It's the fluff around, which really sounds like a behind the scenes porn cast. I was gonna say this is definitely a gay porn key grip podcast now why did it turn into a gay porn i just felt like it needed there was a lot of fluffing that needed to be done i figured there were more men on set than than not well it could be a gang but you know what irrelevant moving right <laughs> along <laughs> uh, welcome to the up around and we are sorry phil <laughs> what's up with you um there's no way much. we're going to recover I mean, from that, know, but, but no, let's there's try. No recover for you. It was the fluffy show. Now it's just the gay around. Uh, <laughs> Why'd you take it back to gay? I don't know. It's fine. It's it's <clears throat> uh, recovery is going well, Good. Uh, except the oh. the exercises I'm doing for the recovered Achilles are getting harder. So even though I know I'm getting stronger, like there's things like, you know, like standing up on your toes and like, you know, taking steps and like stepping up and doing th things that everybody takes for granted sure. are building up the muscle. And I know it's good, but because the exercises have gotten more intense, I'm actually in more pain than I was. Mm. So this is weird, like mental game of like, Oh my God, am I going back? And like, no, I'm going forward. But that's, that's me uh, out there. Some citizen mail. We got a, a, what was the post on Instagram from citizen Gabby with, with some just fantastic science knowledge of both the hottest and coldest locations in the known universe are both right here on planet earth hey, on a small hey, scale. Hey, 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 what? I what? am thrilled that we have some citizen mail. What's fascinating is that you were like me, 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 me. Now I'm gonna go directly to a citizen skip Sean 
Because ain't shit going on with him, which is fine. But not He's even that. Not even that. You were like, I'm not even going to transition into the citizen mail. I'm just going to make it sound like, oh, while I was in PT, a no. citizen walked up to me and was talking about temperature extremes. I and let's tell you, what, I'm thrilled at any citizen. Can you tell how excited I am about the science that I just go right into it? Sure, sure. So what's up with you? I'm fine. Fuck face. I'm having conflict, conflicted feelings about going to the beach. Uh, it's like all I've been talking about lately. It's just that, like, I don't know. It's like the Jersey Shore, and I've been hearing that a lot of... It's like a surprisingly Trumpy area. Uh, really? Which, yeah, like, not everyone or anything, but you drive, you know, anywhere uh, in the little town, and it's a surprising number of Trump signs and All Lives Matter and the, the usual thing. The indicators, regardless of your p- political bent... Of people who are less likely to wear a mask, frankly. And yeah. so that's troubling. And then the, the pool is going to be closed where we go, which I'm a big fan of being in this pool where you can see the overcrowded beach from the pool to be like, I see the Down ocean the too. Puppians. Yeah. Well, not just like, well, I mean, yeah, first of all, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But second, you're like in this pool and you're like, well, you know, first of all, nothing, if anything bites me here, it's going to be someone's kid that I can quickly drown. Uh, and I support this. Right. And and I don't know. It's just, there are fewer people there. It is a private little area. And so anyway, but that's closed. Can't go to any restaurants. Trumpy beach. I don't know. That's what's up with me. Do we have any citizen mail? Well, actually we did. We talked about that. Didn't we? Well, you kind of, you didn't really say anything else about it. Yes. She said the hottest and coldest places are. Yeah. She sent us this thing and please citizen Gabby. Thank you for that. And well, where are they? Uh, labs. God damn you. <laughs> I'm so, I apologize to Citizen Gabby, who put it in a far more interesting way. I was like, they're both here. I'm so excited about the science. Where's that? Detail? Labs. <laughs> what, you, you didn't think it was like, you know, just behind you in the fucking studio, did you? Hey, Phil, I'm not the scientist. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Third base. Why don't you take us to the fucking next segment then, you bastard? <laughs> Fluffy! <laughs> the weird's coming through. It's time for Trainwreck Headline. Fluffy! Get off the fluffing tracks. Here we go. Okay. Excessive masturbation is Chinese Army's latest... You didn't tell it. anybody what the rules are. Oh. You're very right. cocky that everyone just right. knows the rules. If, the, <laughs> if they can't figure out how this is supposed to go by the end of the game. Fluffy. It's very <laughs> fluffy. Here's six things. One of them's a lie. <laughs> Labs. Ex- excessive masturbation is Chinese Army's latest headache. Ooh. Florida man turns self in after realizing he kidnapped wrong baby. Lord of Rings TV series issues casting call for funky looking people. <laughs> Sydney radio station asks if chess is racist because white always moves first. Library tells patrons to stop microwaving books before returning them. And man smuggling cocaine in artificial penis caught at Brussels airport. Oh, those are really good. They run the gamut, too. There's like a lot of topics. They do run the gamut slowly. Excessive masturbation is Chinese Army's latest headache. Florida man turns self in after realizing he kidnapped wrong baby. Lord of the Rings TV series issues casting call for funky looking people. Sydney radio station asks if chess is racist because white always moves first. Library tells patrons stop mo- microwaving books before returning them. Man smuggling cocaine and artificial penis caught at Brussels airport. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, uh, spot the fake. And of course, I, I, I'm, I'm unclear as to the manipulations you are doing. 
that others have tracked. In fact, are there? Any, by the way, any anybody uh, turn up? No the, one, the pattern thus far. They probably, maybe no one. Like, no one knew. Maybe word has spread. Um, all right. So word is spread among the citizenry. We're all just laughing at you now. Hey, man. Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun. Great podcast, but that one host is an idiot. You, <laughs> Can't you ha- figure out this pattern. All I heard was great podcast. Anyway. <laughs> So my suspicions are are piqued by the Lord of the Rings casting call. Okay. And what what was the racist chess thing? Uh, Sydney radio station asks if chess is racist because white always moves first. Those definitely have my radar up. And then what was the one right before uh, the Lord of the Rings one? Florida man turns self in after realizing he kidnapped a wrong baby. Yeah, uh, those are the th- those are the three, which isn't exactly a narrow window. Is there a uh, Hayes Laporta syndrome where you're like, I think I heard this one. That actually was the uh, the, the 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 penis smuggling issue. Okay, uh, unless it's again, I hope it is fake because then that proves my theory about there. We need a name for the syndrome. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead here and and take a stab at this and say that the fake one is the Florida guy returning to turn himself in because he kidnapped the wrong baby. You got it. Yes! <laughs> now, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've been thinking about this all week. I I don't really have a clue for you because my clue is that <laughs> last week you were getting warmer, so I'm not giving you anything else. I think you might. I'm, I'm looking forward to this all week. I have so no. Much I'm going to let you down. I can feel it. <laughs> I'm going to let you down. But it seems to. It wasn't last week's the third one. Mm, no. Uh, well, then I don't know. Oh come on, man! I don't know. I refuse to use brain cells on this. I won't do it. Oh, you're. <laughs> last week, what you said was so close. The 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 order. That you thought that it was like cycling through, that it didn't have to do with the headline, and you thought it had to do with the placement. And I, I was like, "He's got to get it this week. He's so close." Nah. If only you'd si- if you science, it still matters. Damn it! Yes, feel your spirit crushed. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Cru- I cannot. Uh, I, I I cannot be taught. Go <sighs> video of the week. Here we go. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Actually, it's it's amazing. By the way, talking to you, I just want to real quick thing before the COVID. I just want to point out that you gave me both thus far my biggest joy and my biggest disappointment today. My disappointment was the guest, but the biggest joy is you and I were talking before, and I've realized that. The idea of the COVIDia is someone or something or some, something out there that is doing something either unintentionally or, or without the intent of making things worse, but they are. You have manslaughter. You something, yeah, Man, intellect, like intellectual manslaughter. Basically, yeah. Whereas you have coined a term, and we were talking about this for people who are, uh, you know, uninte- or are intentionally flouting good advice and making things worse for everybody else and you coined the term covillain <laughs> which is a step worse than covidia and thank i you. fucking love it thank it's you beautiful oh thank you thank ring, you i've been thinking about that ring that bell for yourself for the conversation we had like four hours ago uh, you deserve it 
So, so you're if, someone who doesn't deserve it. Uh, I've got several unnamed labs are in my hair crosshairs this week. In my hairs? <laughs> or in my <laughs> nose hairs? In my hairs. All over. Uh, the story actually starts in Texas, where, of course, we know the big dumb thing is putting crooked numbers up on the board in the latest innings of our pandemic. Austin Public Health has warned Travis County that their labs are taking far too long to get back to people test results to let them know if they have the big dumb thing. Is it the reliability of the tests? No. Is it the tech taking its sweet ass time to process them? No. It's because several labs in this area are still using fax machines to transmit results. Oh so this God. is actually in direct violation of a Texas state order to have labs digitally report results rather than, you know, doing the test, printing the results, faxing to someone, printing out the facts, and then entering into another fucking computer. And I want to point out, I am not just calling out the labs in Travis County. I know that several companies that I deal, I've dealt with in academia, and I know there's several companies and reasons in the medical field that are holding up the system by hanging on to archaic ways of doing things and mm. slowing up what should be an otherwise simple, automated process. So anyone still using 1970s technology, but particularly any labs across the country that are still requiring faxing for slowing down the reporting of what could be life-saving results, all y'all labs... Are my covidiots of the week? Wow! Did you know that the hottest and coldest places, like in the universe or whatever, are actually in those labs <laughs> with fax machines? I think it's the fax machine. It's the ones that are breaking down are the hottest, and then if people are trying to keep it going, they must put them in an ice bath. All right. I miss you. Shit. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> I do. I miss being in the studio with you. I miss saying hello to Kate and Edie on the way. And when your mom, when she's over, I miss giving you that hug on the way in and the way out. Partially because I know it annoys you. Partially because I'm a hugger. And even just talking about it annoys me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, other than myself, do you do you know other huggy people? Like, is there someone who came to mind? You're like, it's not just Phil. Phil's not just huggy. There's. Yeah, I know some huggy people. Sure. Okay. I think we all know someone who's, you know. Now, what I'm not referring to is someone who's like. I don't know, creepy. Overly? Yeah, yeah no, so not that, between, but but no. someone who's, a, you know, affectionate, friendly affectionate. I know some. Right. Okay. And you're feeling unfriendly affectionate. It's not I, your thing. I, well, no, no, no. It's, it's, I'm like, a, I don't know, what what's the blood type that's the universal recipient? You know, it's like... Uh, AB. So I'm like an AB. Like, no, totally. Like, you know, thank you. And uh, yeah, all right. If I'm being honest, it's like, yeah, sure. You know, um, it, you bug me about it because I know you're doing it partially to bug me. Um, but you know, whatever. I'm just not one who's going to, well, it's appropriate because AB, you, you quantify this bizarrely, possibly the perfect analogy for the two of us because AB is the universal recipient, but it can't give to anybody. Yeah. That's me. I actually that's have blood a... type O, which oh, is the universal donor. Yes, that's literally who I am. It's just not my blood type. It'd be amazing AB. if it was. I'm not going to give to anyone, but I will, I will, I will take your hug. Sure. What if I told you that hugging is actually in the blood? That's messy. <laughs> so this study comes from University of Arizona. Led what by a study? Guy. What are you talking about? Oh, it's coming. Give me a minute. <laughs> I'm leading into it. I'm talking. No, about you're hugs. burying the lead, Huggy Boy. Oh yeah. Listen, <laughs> the hugs was the segue on this one. It was just. All right. Keep All your, right. Keep your huggies on and tell me some science. All right, so the study comes from University of Arizona is led by Dr. Corey Floyd, who's both in the departments of communications and social behavioral sciences. Show and like off. any good crazy behavioral study, he looked at sets of twins to see if genetics or environment play a role in how outwardly affectionate people are. Hmm. 
Yep. So uh, why are more people? Uh, why are some people more prone to displaying affection than others? What makes people huggy? Is it nature or nurture? And they looked at uh, 464 pairs of twins, Damn. and what they found was, in my opinion, a, a tad strange. And again, this is one of those times where I, I look at the study I read with the report said, and I'm like, hmm, I'm not sure if there's a real reason. They're not 100% certain. But what they found was, in terms of behavior, identical twins scored very similarly in terms of how they expressed their affection. Fraternal twins did not, which strongly implies there is actually a genetic component to whether or not you're a hugger. Okay, I have questions already. Is there is there more I, uh, there's, to, there's, there's, to unspool there's more coming, here? Can I put a bookmark more... in what you yeah, just said? A, Put a bookmark there, and 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 we'll come back to it because I'm going to give you the biggest disappointment possibly in my week by the end of this. Trust me. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, but Dr. Floyd points out that our genes predispose us to behavior, but don't guarantee we engage in it. Of course. Right. Uh, in fact, it does seem that things that the twins experience separately rather than together. In other words, you know, after they you know leave you know, parental housing, yada yada, seem to have more influence on how huggy they are. Uh, here's your first odd wrinkle. The correlation that he found only seems to hold in female twins. In terms of men, even in the case of identical twins, hugging doesn't seem to be hereditary at all uh, or genetically predisposed at all. He points out that men are, of course, not as predisposed to display as affection as women. And sidebar, yes, hereditary discussion aside, I just want to point out that men not showing emotion or talking about their feelings is some toxic macho bullshit. Guys should be able to talk about their feelings without any judgment or stigma and fuck anyone who thinks all guys have to be stoic. Tangent done. However, your comment about my lack of affection makes me want to hurt you there. I have expressed my feelings. <laughs> However, one last thing. And here's my big complaint. Dr. Floyd points out a unique problem that affectionate folks are facing in the age of the big dumb thing hmm. with social distancing, dis- distancing, social <laughs> dissing. Hug me, biatch. <laughs> yeah. Drink your fucking creamy coffee, weirdo. Mm, creamy, boozy coffee day. Uh, huggy people are probably having a tougher time than most because they want and need that human contact, handshakes, hugs, random meaningless sex. They need that contact. Anyway, it makes kind of sense. That I like that you're equating can... huggy people with nymphomaniacs <laughs> and people suffering from Why? ceteriasis. Uh, so I, my complaint is that he completely wastes the term at this end of his research. This term he is, is using to describe the people that need these hugs it should have been saved for like the November episode of the dumpster fire that is the, the, the TV show 2020. This, this need for human touch is actually technically and scientifically referred to as skin hunger. Oh, my God. It's, waste, it's, it's wasted on this research that he's like, that's skin hunger. It's like, no, no. This should be a disease. This should be a human condition that develops that leads to grotesque riots. I, no, I just want to hug the shit out of you because I have skin hunger. Truly a wasted scientific opportunity. We're calling so, it Huggy Kuru. <laughs> I mean, I, I think skin hunger and I'm like, I need extra crispy KFC right now. Yeah, but it does. Other than- it does call to mind a slogan on like a like a bottom shelf sort of pork rind <laughs> company. <laughs> Got skin hunger. It's like the extreme pork rind, though, like right. with more sodium than you ever need. Right, and like the the bag is just a picture of a of a of a cartoon pig in total abject fear for its life, eyes <laughs> like bugging out, apple has blown out of its mouth, like ah, got skin <laughs> the hunger. Nuclear explosion in green in the back. Yeah, yeah. skin hunger. Yeah. Get some. Right. 
Anyway, so what are your thoughts on hugging, being genetically predisposed, and just whatever fucking waste of a term skin hunger is? Well, uh, while I understand this idea that, like, well, look, we're looking at something between hereditary this and behavioral that and nurture versus nature and all that and of, 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 of going with twins. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to bash twins, okay? I'm really not. No, but it, it, it is an interesting dynamic that you that you can't separate from that, that it, particularly with identical twins, here are people that have what you would have to classify as a, I don't mean to imply anything beyond what I'm actually saying, a non-traditional kind of relationship to the rest of us who are not identical twins. It might not be every time, certainly if they don't grow up together, but how many times have we all met twins who seem to have some special bond with one another? So yeah. it, it's a little odd because... Like, I don't know, doing the study with them is like, well, I don't know, maybe they're very affectionate with each other and not with anybody else. So if we factored that in and the, like the fraternal twins makes more sense to me, um, I, I, I get it. I'm no scientist. I'm sure what I'm saying makes, you know, no sense at all to a scientist in that field or, or is very ignorant. But fuck them. <laughs> uh, but that's my first thought. That was my bookmark. The, the other thing. Sure. Beyond and, and I don't think you're bashing twins. I know what you mean by special bond. It's just the reason you do it is because they, they do have that special bond. You have two people who are genetically identical. So you take one variable out of the equation, really. Mm, yeah. But the other thing is that aside from agreeing with you on skin hunger is fucking – once again, would scientists <laughs> name things, be they curse words or proclivities <laughs> toward hugging, it doesn't go great. The guy is a twiz pipe for using that name on this thing. Fouch off. <laughs> Anyways, the only other thing that I would hasten to point out is that it it, it kind of seems like a wasted opportunity, again, being that this is not apparently going to be in the running for the uh, the Ig Nobel Prizes. It's, 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 it's a perfect kind of question, like, how comes people hug? You know, like, that would be a good Ig Nobel it's not bad. Shot, I would think. Or you could have easily augmented it slightly to be like, how long do twins hug? Which is kind of a scary question. And, uh, <laughs> you know, do, who hugs longer? You know, what relationships hug the longest? I don't know. That's uh, that. There's some ignorant, like how mm, average hug time versus relationship duration. Yeah. Or like, Let's you know, a plot of that number, like long huggers and their romantic success rates and failure rates. Like is a long hugger. I don't know. Guys who hug open handed on the back versus guys who do like the fist on the back. Well, actually, <laughs> I'm more intrigued by the people who do. It's like one, you know, I giveth, I taketh away. It's the one flat hand and one, you know, banging <laughs> fist kind of thing. So it's like I, the, I, I'm hugging you and do you know what I'm saying? It's like, look, I, I care about you, but uh, you know, I know nobody that does that. Oh, I do. Really? Okay. I'll, I'll I, email you their names. I, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to black I mean, out. I tend to black out every time I go to hug someone. So maybe I'm one of those people I don't know, but I have like <laughs> a slight, a slight mental brown out where it's like. This is uh, uh, affection. <laughs> so talk to us, citizens. Uh, how do you hug? How long do you hug? Do you have a twin that you hug? And how long do you hug them? Skin hunger. Who's got it? Who needs it? <laughs> Would you eat that if we put it on the shelves? <laughs> oh, don't That's answer our, that. We need new business cards. Uh, all right. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. Have some pork rinds. And uh, we'll be right back. 
with this fluffy light show. Crunch them if you got them. Have you been affected by boredom, dull podcasts, droll mainstream comedy? Side effects could include running nose, dick fingers, plumber's toe, racist nosebleeds, corns and calluses, dry eye, brown town blues, scatological humor, scat humor, backwards nipples, martial anglia, rectal itch, rust, super herpes, regular herpes, the drizzles, erectile dysfunction, or inverted nipples. We'll get you the entertainment you deserve. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Whip Around Law Firm today. Oh, no. Uh, and with that, we're back. And uh, welcome back to the second act of this week's Whip Around. Uh, it's Fluffy Week here on the Whip Around. So I hope you have your biggest, poofiest slippers on while you're listening to this. Unless you're driving, because that's not safe. Don't do that. You know what? I really think we ought to mark this down. And then every year, it, it, <laughs> it's like we'll build toward it Like once Christmas is over. Like, guys, it is now... It's the road to Fluffy Week. <laughs> it was just a light, fluffy, not serious science story at all. Even the COVID wasn't that serious this week. I mean, well, hey, my macabre. By the way, uh, Sean's fluffy cabinet <laughs> of the macabre. Anyway, the McFluffin' uh, it. Thank you. Is uh, <laughs> is equally equally poofed out. <laughs> <laughs> and and perfectly safe for your kids to play with this week. Um, so, poofed out in the cabinet sense sounds like it should mean a bloated corpse. I know, <laughs> like it. And and I wish I had one for you. We'll just have to. We'll just have to wait for next week, I guess. But yeah, I um, it, it's also it's not just like a fluffy one. It's it's a it's a it's a quickish story. Uh, it's really more. It's it's also like a shout out, a, a toot, if you will, in the in the, in the tutor boot circles. Fluffy toots. Okay, great. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> it is a uh, a warm and fuzzy. It's a an island of jarring joy in the fucky fuck fuck world of ours. And and Phil citizenry. <laughs> it's contemporary, buddy. You would look underwhelmed. I love I, you, it. I mean, it's, I'm excited. I'm just trying to picture. You looked at me with the empty stare of a guy who no longer who has no more Godiva laced bullshit coffee to drink. <laughs> I do. You are. <laughs> <laughs> can like i go I said, on you have something to say this week what it's fluffy Piece including my drink so welcome to the now fuckface. we are off to japan circa today for a story really? this recent uh-huh oh now i'm very excited well the last you know i mean circa today Cir- still circa i circuit i circuit you know what i'm saying <laughs> anyway i want to talk to you about a a, a a small group a company that is thinking ahead in the best way possible. In a sense, it's a little bit of an overlap with science, but very, very distantly fluffily. Halloween, Phil. Oh. Have love- you considered the extra hurdles and tribulations we're all likely to face one way or another come the best time of the year this time around in the year of our shit 2020? Yeah, actually, we've been thinking a lot about that, considering it's a Saturday. We get an extra hour of sleep. It's going to be the perfect day to have Halloween. Or would and it be? It would be. It, people are fucking it up left and right. Right. Sorry. Fluffy. Fluffy. And, I, and I've been thinking of... Motherfucker. And I've been thinking about it, too. And you can be damn sure now, because I've got the receipts, that Japan has also been thinking about it. You know, and the big questions, Phil, citizens, how are we going to trick-or-treat? How, how are we going to hayride? How are we going to haunted house? 
Yeah, it's less scary when you know the zombies can't touch you because of social distancing. You know what I'm saying? So You're surrounded by zombies in a six foot radius. It's not see Japan though, Phil is actually answering at least one of the questions and one of the concerns. Or rather, one Japanese company certainly did and is about to. When does this episode come out? Like July 1st or 2nd or something? Yeah, July, July 1st. Ooh, God. See, let's go dive a chocolate <laughs> neck, motherfucker. <laughs> July 1st. <laughs> so very soon, citizens, check this out. Faced with the galling prospect of going sans haunted house experience this year, which a lot of us are staring down the barrel of that shit, Japanese haunted house design company, and I'm going to pause there so that can we have a moment of odd silence for just that amazing fact? There is such a thing as a haunted house design company. We have wasted our lives if you didn't stop to recognize that fact, I was about to pull this 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 segment over to the side of the road. Yeah, because that was absolutely that it's a thing. God, we got years to go before we even come close to the Japanese. And I, hey, <laughs> brain donors for life, son. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I haven't been this excited about the, the, the an existence of a career since finding out about there being in the like a forensic linguist. Like I was like, I've wasted my life. You know, like. Anyway, anyway, Japanese haunt, Japanese haunted house design company. Uh, I'm gonna butcher it as usual. Uh, Kawagara Satai, Kawagara Satai, Yakuza, Kawagara Tazai. Quote has created what it calls the world's first haunted house drive-through experience. Ooh, that's okay. right. Ooh is right. That's really clever. Proving that humans are indeed the smartest animals that frighten ourselves on purpose and, and who shit while clothed. You ever think about how weird that is? Mm, I had uh, now I have. Yeah. <laughs> shit with our clothes on. I'm nobody, not a fan. Nobody else does that. This group of determined geniuses in Japan went ahead and solved finally a real world problem of 2020 and to be frank, it's the best haunted house or haunted anything attraction idea that I've heard maybe ever outside of the state. You know what I mean? Of actual yeah. walk through haunted houses, check out the concept. And I'm quoting sometimes here from what is a, an English speaking secondary source, because this is not as huge news as it should be. And so the primary source is a, like a marketing thing in Japanese. And alas, sure. I, I cannot read the kanji yet or understand any of the japanese not the point get on that uh i'm trying so we're prepared to hear about what goes on in this scenario which takes place in a haunted parking garage which anyone who's been in a parking garage which is plenty of us lots of opportunity to be fucking creeped out in there when it isn't taken over by japanese people intent on freaking you out Man, they really picked the right scenario to be in your car and be freaked out. Yeah. That is, they really, that's fucking smart. So I quote, this is a garage where a horrible incident occurred long ago. Now people say that if you park your car inside and honk your horn three times, something will happen. So just as a lead in kind of thing, it's like you nailed it. Um, the, the press release also said that other incidents, other scares are built into the experience Beyond this sort of, you know, fresh take on Bloody Mary, etc., 
so it's not a one-off scare kind of thing. In fact, this one, this part might be the part that has me the most excited. Um, part of the experience, everybody, is what comes through your your car's radio when you tune it into the this very localized broadcast. So your own vehicle becomes very much an interactive part of the attraction. Smart. Is that not fantastic? Smart. Right? So smart. Quoting again, each haunted drive through session is expected to last about 20 minutes, and participants can expect to see zombies, ghosts, and other types of undead. End quote. Remembering, of course, you know, what you said, Phil, they're still, they're obviously not going to be touching you. However, remember, windows up, uh, yeah. you're, you're in your vehicle and the, all kinds of shit can still happen that feel awfully close to you. We've all been scared in cars without people coming directly into the vehicle before. Um, so the whole thing, yes, is operating under strict social distancing and other big dumb thing precautions. Um, and And for those without cars... There, don't give up hope. A uh, thousand yen, or about you know nine fifty U.S. dollars, on top of the eight thousand yen entrance fee. So give them an extra thousand if you don't have a car. You get a rental, just like a twenty-minute rental that is scrupulously disinfected between every session, right? Be. Yeah, and right. it's it's like one can have fun and be safe if one just uses one's fucking brain. My God, novel concept, right? Um. Now, now, fluffy, uh, fluffy indeed. Here's the mindfuck twist that has me more th thrilled about the very concept of moving someday to Japan since I first heard about Japanese toilets. <laughs> this shit is actually happening in a few days. They're way ahead of the holiday. What yeah. Is, whoa. Just to make people fucking happy, the haunted drive through experience is testing the waters and freaking out the populace. On July 4th and 5th. And hey, 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 just saying, the 5th is my birthday, so <laughs> tickets to Japan, totally welcome. I'll give you the address of the place so you can put me down in the right spot, or you could. if Probably cheap flights right now, if, too. Well, if the rest of the world weren't saying no Americans until you guys oh, get yeah, your own right. fucking shit together because you can't handle this virus because fucking stupid people in charge anyway anyway oh, shit i want to say bless your evil wonderful hearts japan and here's to saying fuck christmas here's some goddamn halloween in july so fuck the big dumb thing right in the ear i want to go to there phil what do you think one of the most forward thinking it, it's taking all these little clever bits to be able to make that work and and i'll be honest with you a couple things came to my mind first of all one of the creepiest things that and this is going to sound weird but the we ever did was there was a horror survival game that was a download called lit and if you remember the Wii controller had a speaker in it and you could yeah. pick up a phone in oh. the game and you have to hold the controller to I your ear i played that and i love horror games damn it, it it's called lit. It was very, very cleverly done. And, uh, it, you know, the, so the first thing was like, as soon as you mentioned the radio, I was like, what a great use of existing technology in every car. And the second, as soon as you said they'll rent it to you, I'm like, brilliant move as well. Yep. Um, and then the next thing that came to my mind was in, in the age of the big dumb thing, 
that that is the second instance that I know of that people have done some absolutely clever things to keep people entertained at home or entertain them safely. I should say, besides the, the look era, around, right? Well, I mean, you know, let's be that's, honest. That's number one. Clearly, uh, number one and a half in this case was actually I got tickets to a show. It's a magic show in September at the Geffen Playhouse in Los Angeles, and one of my favorite magicians who's working today, Helda Ramirez, is. He'll send you a box two days before, and it's 25 households per show, and he's doing interactive magic with people over Zoom, basically, oh, and doing a great. full evening show. That's great. And I'm thinking, I think it's fantastic. And and he sold out, by the way, every show he's done. He's sold out through October now. But like, I love the way that really like theater, haunted houses, magicians, they're the ones who are like, hey, we're going to entertain you. I know Cirque du Soleil was doing... Like stuff from their base and like streaming it online, keeping people entertained. It's, it shows you like, yes, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for science. But boy, the human need for entertainment, the human need for distraction. Man, so people are doing some absolutely clever things to make people happy. And I think that's beautiful. I think this is beautiful. You made, you made me so happy. Oh, shit. Fluffy! Well... Uh, Phil, here's the thing now, buddy. Maybe I can oh, no. maybe I can wipe that smirk off your face here for a second. Honestly, not, not with how much alcohol was in that coffee. Honestly, while the drive-through idea, Halloween in July idea, is unarguably good, oh, man, yeah. I feel like it's not great in the way that we can do things sometimes and that my friend is where you come in oh no that's right it is time for build a better big dumb thing haunted house workshop we're back baby no it is time to reinvent the haunted experience or i should say to re-reinvent the haunted I, experience. I never wanted to play another one of these again after the last one I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is my high water mark. Well, I'm afraid. Well, I'm about to drown this show. So hey, it's a, you know it's supposed to be sort of horror themed. So you know, worst case scenario, <laughs> it's fucking horrifying. Uh, okay, so oh. I've got. I think I've got. I'm s- gonna need a pad of paper. Hang on. Six prompts. I have six. Shit. I have six prompts for you. I'm scared. <laughs> so, congratulations, you win. We have just begun. Mm. Are you ready, Phil? Uh, yeah. Do I have a choice? <laughs> Absolutely not. Number one, mm-hmm. you're gonna need a setting, Phil, and it's gonna have to be an in-person, in some way, kind of spot. Now, my way of thinking about this was that there is no Zoom, there's no streaming. But if you feel strongly that you have one, I'll bend the rules for you. But I really would like it more if you think of a place where people can gather to do this thing in person. Uh, just, But don't tell me how you're going to make it safe yet. What I want to know is what sort of haunted attraction is this going to be? You know, literal house. They went with a garage in Japan or they're going to. You know, you could be unconventional. A dentist's office, a train yard, a fucking bounce university. What's a setting where you could set a haunted attraction like only Phil could? I'm so upset that I thought of something immediately, and I was like, this is dumb, but I'm, now I have to go with it. What do you got? 
Universal Studios Hollywood in the old Gladiator Arena. Are you doing American Gladiator Haunt? Yeah. <laughs> Phil! I've been watching it for like Phil? a fucking month, so that's Phil? where I'm at. Phil, yeah. I, I almost used it as an example that was too ridiculous. <laughs> and so it would have would have been safe. Okay. So Phil is going to be doing the uh, American Gladiators. Google it if you're under 35, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, the American Gladiators, you know, obstacle course show uh, featuring... Uh, I'm talking. No, I'm talking like the whole thing. The back, like the gym. I want the whole place available. Okay, but what we're talking about is is the the American Gladiators area. Yeah. Okay. All of that available to me to use as I see fit, depending okay. on your next prompts. Yeah. Prompt number two. Uh, <laughs> at first blush, that does indeed sound unsafe. Um, <laughs> On its face. So how are you going to protect your guests? What is the clever anti-big dumb thing gimmick? You know, what will people go in to have this thing? Are they Do they stay in some kind of vehicle? Is there some kind of clever outfit? Here is where I very nearly almost said giant fucking human hamster wheel You things. got it! Son of a bitch. <laughs> they're in the atmospheres. Okay, so they're in giant hamster balls, basically. Uh. Well, maybe, hang on. I'm hanging. <laughs> uh, Scary how well I know you. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, like I said, I've been watching too much of this show. I think there are definitely a couple of other things they've had on the show. Oh, God. I, we are not introduced. deep diving into American fucking gladiators, <laughs> man. <laughs> However, I'm going to go with basically atmospheres. I'm not going to say that you get to roam around. No, no, a gigantic no. metal ball. No, but no. I'm saying there, there are parts where I might put you on a track in the hamster ball. That's possible. Okay. So, you know, but generally. And as we know, there would be the possibility of doing some kind of, uh, you know, uh, not steam, uh, but smoke <laughs> plumes out of certain spots. Oh, all and, kinds of shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Alas, it's going how I thought it might. Number three. <laughs> now, how about the backstory? Hey. Our Japanese garage uses a story about a bizarre death, spooky little ritual that causes supernatural events. That's the catalyst for their thing. Most haunted houses will tell you there's a murder here, etc. What's your harrowing tale? At least the basic framework undergirding all the unearthly feels at your haunted gladiator experience. See what now you could go as loose as there was a the, you know there was a murder yeah. here, but what is some of the backstory? The Metro Goldwyn Mayer Company covered up the death of a contender on one of the early seasons. Okay, fell off the wall during one of the very first runs of the event and died on the arena floor. His spirit has been around possessing equipment and possessing some of the current gladiators. Causing them to do unspeakable acts to anybody. In spandex, no less. <laughs> That's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that'd be the first ghost I'd ever encountered wearing skin tight American flag gear, I think. And and write it out too. Right. Alright, so we've got a terrible, tragic death that was covered up too. Uh yeah. isn't MGM isn't that the Wizard of Oz people too? Uh no, I'm sorry, Samuel Goldwyn Mayer. Wait, no. Samuel, no, Samuel Goldwyn. I'm conflating two Oof. companies. It's Samuel Goldwyn Company. 
Fine, whatever. And f- and four point entertainment. Okay, we almost lost some listeners there if you hadn't fixed that shit. <laughs> Prop number four. Uh, maybe the this is either the easiest one or the hard one, Phil. Uh, we'll find out. What is the name of this thing gonna be, my oh. friend? Now I'm, I'm moving you into the marketing er- arena. <laughs> what are you gonna call this particular attraction? That that's actually quite difficult for me right now. I got I got to think for a second here. You do it. Do it! Although you do have, you know, the springboard of American Gladiators. Various event names. Right. I'm actually just going to go simple on this one. I think we're going to call it The Lost Contender. Lost Contender. You know, to be honest with you, that seems like something I would expect to see on a marquee walking through, like, a Universal Studios. They're all... Like, yeah, sure, why not? It's right It's right in there. You know, it fits. Fastball, I got you. Now, five might be my, might be my, favorite, uh, my favorite question of this particular round or this particular game. Number five, my fave. Okay, for your, 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 uh, for your marketing strategy, Phil, we're going to go a step further. You need a singular, gripping, fascinating, terrifying icon of a monstrous figure. Again, mostly for marketing purposes, <laughs> brand ambassadors, or merchandising dream. But, yeah, who is your big dumb thing horror attraction Mickey Mouse, you know, like, what are they like? Think classics. You got Pyramid Head for Silent Hill. You got Freddy Krueger. You've got Chris Christie for all of Jersey. Go wild. <laughs> Who is the terrifying figure that people will really associate with this thing? And is it Nitro? Because he was, scares me for sure. Well, you know what's funny? I was about to say Dan Clark. Huh? huh? That's Nitro's real name. You are a weird, weird fa- You know what? Great. Good for you. Because now I'm scared. I have it written down here, and but I have it written down as Zombie Nitro. Zombie so Nitro. You're talking, you're talking about like a, a marquee-like yep. Yep. person to do it. It's yep. Number one, it's Nitro. But like I'm picturing like the ad now in my head of how you would do this, and I'm just picturing like somebody slowly rolling – like the atmosphere oh, in an empty warehouse and just like quiet, creaky things in the background. And then right in front of it, your atmosphere stops with hands and then zombie nitro's face flush against the atmosphere. Hey, and then you could have blood shooting up instead of like the steam oh! and stuff. So it just gouts and, t- you know. Yeah, and viscera and all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Now, I got an actual gun instead of the assault tennis ball cannon. <laughs> okay, you're now moving into abattoir territory. Uh, <laughs> Phil's just butchering people, which this is this is not that kind of, well, you know, it is a macabre uh, now. <laughs> game, sure, but it's not like, you know, uh, let's not go H.H. H. Holmes murder ho- hotel territory. However, however, Phil, we're on the last thing here, and I'm so glad to hear already that your artistic vision is expanding, that you're seeing ads and stuff. The ads, yeah. Here is the last step. We need, nay, you need a slogan, something catchy, something fun and harrowing to really complete the push and, and, and grab attention you know, this this is something that may be like referenced on billboards. This is something that'll be in these commercials where you may or may not be killing people. Draw us in, buddy, and I'll tell you this now: bonus points, bonus glory, if it can be a song. 
We can be in the, in the form of a song. You hear me do a jingle again for no reason. Bonus points. I could do a whole whip around. I just listened to an hour of you doing random jingles. But yeah, Phil, what's the slow... I'm See, I'm picturing driving toward, you know, whatever. Atlantic City or people who are driving into Vegas and the Strip. What is on this, you know, what's the thing? What's your phrase? What's your slogan? It ain't going to be a song because I am no Bill Conti who... Won the Oscar for the Rocky song and also did the songs for Karate Kid and actually came up with the American Gladiators theme. Okay, I feel like this is a cry for help at this point. <laughs> I have been watching so much American Gladiators. But they don't say his name on the show. What have you been it's doing? In the credits. You study the credits of American Gladiators. I, I feel like that I'm is like, a red no flag somewhere. You're on a you're on an FBI watch list. I have of some been on kind. the couch for four months, John. I have noticed everything about American Gladiators. You know what? Now. You know what my answer would have been to this entire thing? Phil's house. <laughs> Just looking in the windows at Phil's house, and you have to drink gin. It's it's <laughs> like terrifying. it's like the world's biggest, scariest, saddest diorama <laughs> of a man on the edge. All right, Phil, what is the slogan for the uh, American Gladiator terror experience? Now I actually need time to think because I am having such fucking trouble with this. Um, well, I, can I say this, actually, just as a tangent to the previous discussion? Now that we've mentioned the theme song, I finished, I finished the commercial because basically it's like a slow version of the American Gladiator's theme is playing in the background as you before Zombie Nitro shows up. Because if you're over 35 you know that that song but da 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 points won't save you now oh boy it's as far as it get oh wait a minute this is the real eliminator that that's it we're going to go with that i'm sorry i didn't think of that sooner congratulations phil Okay, well, what's the name again? Lost Contender. Coming this fall to Universal Studios Hollywood in the old American Gladiator Arena. Socially distant selfies with Dan Clark available. But, but do you want one? Congratulations, Phil. Job <laughs> well done. You have built a typically Phil haunted attraction. I still can't believe you were going to use it as an example. And I'm like, this is a great idea, not a bad example. I didn't even say it. <laughs> you were going for it. And I was like, mm -hmm. God, all right. Somebody's still watching American Gladiators. Well, hey, everybody, make sure you keep a little bit of spare change on hand so that you can buy your way into Phil's, <laughs> Phil's <laughs> sad, sadly inspired, fascinating, viscera filled. American Gladiators themed haunted attraction. We're going to talk more about uh, all kinds of American Gladiator like <laughs> spandex kind of stuff. And we will be right back with the fastest part of the show. Eliminator. <laughs> Yo, Philly. Are you tired of sports talk radio? Are you tired of trivia Wednesdays, morning bitch and complain lines or afternoon sound offs? Give Potadelphia a try for a refreshing look at the goings-on for the Phillies, Flyers, Eagles, and 76ers. I don't have a button. Welcome back to the Spandex Around, where it's all American Gladiators all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Feels that way, doesn't it, folks? <laughs> Welcome to the last four months on my couch. <laughs> Help! <laughs>
Okay, yeah. Uh, and now it is time for Act 3 of Phil's Cry for Help. And that means it is time for Three for the Row, which is uh, that time of the show. Oh, shit. Where we talk about those things that we didn't have time to talk about during the regular one of the show that didn't fit in with the red, white, and blue theme of the show, such as it is. What we're going to do is go back and forth, Phil and I, talking about those things that are burning a hole in our brain. We get... We get 30 seconds apiece to talk about our news stories. Once that time is up, you hear something a little bit like this, which is Blaze screaming at the top of her lungs, saying that it's time to shut up, move on to the next contestant, and uh, once that's all done, we will, uh, you know, just roll out of here on our balls. So, we did talk beforehand, and I believe we settled on the fact that Phil is going to be going first. Sadly enough, yes. And uh, I I certainly feel he's earned it. So, Phil... Are you ready? I am. Phil, are you wearing spandex? How much of a head start did my points get me? Wolf makes me uncomfortable. Go! In Canada's Doing It Right Again news, in an effort to bolster sliding standardized math test scores, which are pretty much bullshit anyway, Ontario Province math curriculum is getting a revamp. In addition to reintroducing boring but highly useful things like times tables and, bro- you know, fourth memorization of the math, rearranging some things when taught to students, the one th- first through eighth grade curriculum is going to add in terms and techniques directly related to personal finance, useful, and teaching coding. Hmm. Although there's some consternation from Ontario residents teachers that they're changing the curriculum in the middle of the pandemic, hope is that the change uh, pattern will uh, cause students to learn more techniques. And let me tell you, coding is great for teaching both math and problem solving i applaud the change and for sticking some much needed basics on for anyone complains that they wish that my age that they wish they learned this stuff when they were in school other than the coding of course they did the finance schools were covered in basic math you just weren't paying attention fuck face in fruity terrorism news postal workers in germany were evacuated and six hospitalized after a suspicious package came through schweinfurt on the 20th quote the entire building was evacuated 60 employees forced to leave before the package was carefully examined well is anyone familiar with a unique combo reek platter of gasoline swamp socks and putrefying grandparent corpse could have told them the package in question prompting swift and urgent police response was for god awful durian fruit quote six ambulances five first responder cars two emergency vehicles and three different fire departments were involved that's how bad this shit smells dude the moral don't mail durians unless you're sending it to mitch mcconnell at the russell senate office building 317 washington dc 20510 man come on Dad's going to love that one. In, uh, yeah, the police unions are really out of touch news. San Antonio Police Union President Mike Healy is taking a strong and incredibly stupid stance while trying to defend one of his fired uh, and suspended officers. The officer suspended for 10 months after his body cam recorded him repeatedly calling a handcuffed prisoner the N-word. The officer's defense of his actions <sighs> and the police union backing him up is the mayor was uh, just out of line when he had used the word goddamn on TV. Naturally, when asked about it, the police union president agreed with him. First of all, if we're talking about two words and you can't actually say one of them, that's more offensive. Secondly, goddamn is not offensive to a whole race of people, and I'd wager only a small segment of people in general. Finally, if you haven't realized that this type of shit that people are actually upset about, police unions making excuses for this and much more horrible behavior, rather than saying, yes, this person's a dickbag and deserves to be punished. And at least he wasn't full of shit news. A wildly drunk guy in China recently passed out with a belly full of beer long enough that his goddamn bladder exploded. The fella only named in the article as Mr. Who, which sounds legit, apparently downed 10 bottles of beer in one sitting, neglected to relieve himself, and ended up blacking out. With a total time between starting his blistering binge and the bladder go blammo event of 18 fucking hours, Who ended up in the hospital, quote, with searing abdominal pain, but now he was unable to go or even lay down. Docs found three bladder tears and who's who who the miraculous of the fucker lived cheers buddy have some hair of the dog that chewed up your insides on me 
He's on first. And finally for me, and that's Dr. Ninja to use. A Mi University student has uh, just been awarded the first ever Masters of Ninja Studies. <sighs> Genichi Mitsuhashi, age 45, spent two years in intense study of all aspects of the ninja while at Mi University. And I do mean all aspects of the traditional ninja. He went to grad school three days a week while working on his thesis and studying harder than I think most people ever study about anything. Of course, yes, he learned martial arts, but he examined historical documents, bought a wooden two-story house in Iga Province, birthplace of the ninja, where he farmed the fucking land. Subsequently, Mitsuhashi wrote mm. a thesis on how the ninja managed mountains and forests around that area in the 17th and 19th century. He's not moving down to a PhD program, and his professor Yuji Yamada described him as a real role model for other students because the way he blended in with the local community. I fucking hope he'd blend in. If not, you probably failed your ninja final. <laughs> in great games imitate shitty real-life news, The Last of Us Part 2 is now out, an amazing, heart-wrenching, post-apocalyptic joy it is. We all know the basics, I guess. Mutant cordyceps fungus is airborne, turns folks into dangerous zombies. So, combine that with a shitty and weird president, a year from hell, and you get the very latest in 2020 what the fuckery a mysterious quote thick like orange cheetos fungal spore outbreak in ohio residents of sharonville describe big bright patches of trumpy fungus but i repeat myself below pear tree after pear tree an event they've never seen before now a quote assistant professor of horticulture at ohio state university says it's just an unusually heavy spore year for this one fungus but i think the end times are clearly here and of course something this creepy is trump branded thank you very much 2020 coming up again coming up big on this might kill you news yeah so Jesus. that was a wild ride wasn't it uh fluffy all, fluffy all the way i was gonna say or should i say fluffy phil do we have any fluffy things to plug my wife <laughs> just taking taking that segue where i can get it um how is it a segue uh, after i, I just segued i don't know uh she's she's there's a gigantic wedding dress sitting behind me in the office right now once she's done working on that if you've got hopes for a costume for the big dumb thing she's got like two spots left depending on how complex your costume is before october will roll around so get in on that check out her facebook page for some beautiful artwork and some beautiful pictures of beautiful things that the beautiful woman can do check that out check us out on facebook while you're there and check us out on instagram as well wow i have like nothing to add to that well i mean you could tell everybody to subscribe and rate and review us i'm not gonna i don't want to do that in all uh, of your fluffy spandex glad glory. I am my favorite fluffy American gladiator. <laughs> yeah, so check those out. Do those things Phil said. Find us those places he mentioned. Reach out to that person he said for all those things you need. And then uh, come on back here because in a week we're going to be doing this shit again. Maybe um, more serious, less fluffy. I don't know. <laughs> right, who knows? Who can say? The world is a crazy place. And here's the point. All right. The point of all of this is that uh, Phil and I. Yeah, we love your fluffy ass. Even if you're even if you're scrawny, to us, you're all fluffy ass. Yeah, and I mean that. So that's the we. We love you, fluffy ass. Bye. All right, come on, run this eliminator with me. Let's go. Get your fluffy hands off me. Get your damn dirty hands off me, you fluffy ape. Your comment about my lack of affection makes me want to hurt you. There, I have expressed my feelings.